Welcome to the Ecclesia Global Podcast, where we believe in the sovereign move of the Lord to reform the church and the spheres of society globally. Jump down to verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. So there are lights now in the firmament of the heavens that bring division to day and night, day and night chronologically and day and night seasons and let them be for signs somebody say signs and seasons and for days and for years so the passing of time does denote the demarcation of times and seasons it means that not just uh, chronologically or revelationally but there's a moment where your kairos moment meets that rhema moment Okay, Kairos meets Kronos. Somebody say amen. So you can enter into a new season on a day. Doesn't just have to be revelation. It can be a day. If you were here on New Year's Eve when we crossed over into the new decade, you could feel a weight on it. It came on that day. Somebody say amen. They are for times and they are for seasons. They are for days and they are for years. Somebody say amen. And let them be for lights in the firmaments of the heavens, verse 15, to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. 17, God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. So you have lights and systems in the heavens that are giving direction to the earth. It says, let them rule over the day. And rule over the night. Somebody say the heavens rules over the day and rules over the night. Verse 20, then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly upon or above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Someone say waters abound. Say living creatures come forth. Say birds fly above the earth across the face of the heavens. Then God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And he saw that it was good. 22. He blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters in the seas and let the birds multiply on the earth. The evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth. Someone say, let the earth. So he spoke to the waters, he spoke to the heavens, now he's speaking to the earth. He said, let the earth bring forth uh, the living creature according to its kind. Jump down to 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Say, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. All right, 27, and I'm about to wrap it up in 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. So the first charge for dominion and the subjugation of the earth was not given as a commission. It was the conversation that God had within himself. Okay. So in this account, you see the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Jesus was not yet, uh, if we can use this word loosely, created. All right. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was 
with God and the Word. All right, so this is God the Father, God the Word, and God the Spirit having a conversation. All right? And then he said, uh, fill the earth to do it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You can have your seat. I'll read the next scriptures in the context of the message. Father, we ask you to bless this word of dominion in Jesus' name. Romans 5.18 says, therefore... As through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one, somebody shout one, one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in the justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous." Moreover, the law entered that the offerings might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Somebody say amen. 1 Corinthians 15 and 45. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. Say living being. But the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man, the first Adam, was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven, and was the man of du- as was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of the dust. And as is the heavenly man so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Somebody shout hallelujah. In the narrative of God's creation account, we see the manifestation of the sovereign Lord in a profound and unique way. The choreographic movements of Elohim bringing into manifested reality the essence of his deepest desires and intentions. As the self-creating, only existing one, he counsels with himself to populate the vast expanse of the universe and to systematically bring about a divine rhythm and cadence for how everything should coexist within the construct of what he created. Somebody say, take us to school. He had no materials. He had no matter. He had nothing except what he believed could be in the midst of that nothingness. He pulled himself into being, and then from that being, he created everything else that was to exist. The Hebrew word katabole expresses the concept of what he did concisely. It means a founding by laying down a foundation, but it also means the injection or the depositing of a viral seed into a womb. Viral meaning strong, passionate, strength, uh, or having energy. God forcefully, somebody shout forcefully. He took what was in himself and he deposited into every fertile space that could hear the sound of his voice. I'm getting into the message, but God told me to just say for a second that there is somebody that's been misdirecting your seed. You've been speaking into wombs that don't have the ability to reproduce. They don't have capacity. They don't have space. They don't have the reproductive organs. But tap your neighbor on the shoulder for a second and tell them God's about to change the direction of your seed. 
by design everything that was created recognized his voice because everything was programmed with a receptivity to the dominion of creation all created things knew that they did not bring themselves into being and they knew that when life first began to manifest in them that it was the voice of the creator that was present so instinctively the law of creation says that the thing that was created is subjected to the one who created it yeah i don't know how many of you have had children but i remember watching my wife push all of our kids out and the baby sitting there and nobody had to direct the baby to who the mother actually was. All of a sudden instinctively, as soon as the baby began to breathe and begin to cry, they knew that there was something on the top of that woman that was about to nurture them and secure them. Somebody shout hallelujah. So it means that every created thing is always aware of the creator that brought it into being. Romans 1 and 20 says it this way, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood. Somebody shout understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. It means that every living thing has an intelligence. I know y'all not going to help me preach, but if you help me, I'll get through it real quick. Every living thing has intelligence. This is why the psalmist could say, if these hold their peace, even the very rocks are going to cry out. Because there is a DNA or a code inside the structure of every created thing that makes it to know that the thing or the person or the being that brought it into being is worthy of praise. I wish somebody would open their mouth and shout hallelujah. Somebody shout yes, God. Here's an interesting thing that we learned when we were in Africa on a safari ride in, uh, in Namibia. We learned that trees have an intelligence. Somebody shout intelligence. They said to us that one of the things that is a very interesting thing is that a giraffe, when they are walking around in a field or in a desert or wherever they are eating the leaves, that the, the giraffe does not have enough sense to stop eating the leaves. So a giraffe, once it begins to eat, will continue to eat and eat and eat and eat and eat until all of the leaves are gone. And then they'll just move and they'll keep eating and they'll keep eating. And so nature has an intelligence, shout intelligence. It has a system in it that stops the process of the giraffe eating the whole forest. So as the giraffe is eating one tree, after it is eaten a certain number of leaves, the tree itself begins to release a particular hormone or enzyme that causes the taste of the leaves to become bitter. And so as the giraffe begins to eat the bitter leaves, then it starts to send a message that he needs to stop eating. And I thought that was an amazing thing but that was not the most amazing thing the most amazing thing was that when the tree begins to transmit the enzyme that uh, causes the leaves to taste bitter it automatically begins to communicate to all of the other trees in its surrounding now those leaves already are bitter so if the giraffe leaves one tree and goes to another the very first bite of the first leaf on the next tree already has the enzyme in it somebody shout intelligence it means that every single thing in creation, I don't care how much they deny it, I don't care how much they talk about it, intrinsically they understand that there is God. Somebody shout hallelujah. I had an experience with the God of dominion. 
Let me uh, encourage my preachers that were raising up. Somebody shout, I'm a preacher. Don't preach nothing that you can't live. And don't preach nothing you have not experienced. And don't try to take nobody into a place where you're not willing to go. And so we could not enter into the decade of dominion and preach about dominion without an encounter in dominion. Somebody shout dominion. I'm going to help you in a minute. I had an experience, Pastor Autumn, where I was in our bedroom. Let me just preach to you for a minute. I was in our bedroom sitting in my prayer chair. And I put on my little instrumental music and I began to contemplatively pray and meditate on the word. And as I sat in the chair, Dewberry, I began to feel the power of God gripping me. Somebody shout grip. And I felt electricity, kind of like the electricity that I felt in here today. Say the God of dominion. And it began to pulsate through my hands. And I sat there and I said, wow, God, this is a powerful experience. And so I sat there maybe about an hour or so when I got up, needed to go relieve myself. And, and when I got up, Deacon Aaron, to go walk, I stumbled a little bit. I said, oh, you in here, in here. Like, I can't stand up in here. And so I went and did what I had to do. And I said, well, I can't leave that presence. And so I said, let me go back in the room. And because I was already drunk in the spirit, somebody say, in the spirit and staggering I said let me get on my face because I didn't recognize that it was that real so I'm on my knees now on the prayer chair and I begin to pray and then I got gripped again somebody say gripped and by revelation I understood and experienced for a moment in time what it means for him to be the God of dominion I'm going to tell you that in an instant I got a download and I saw how every single thing that happens is under his control somebody shout dominion now, that's not a revelation to you, but 40 years of being alive, it was a revelation to me. I saw how everything that happens, even in the earth, even the things that are not according to his will, even the places where we have free will and can do whatever we want to do, I saw that he was sovereign, he was in complete control, and that he had utter and absolute dominion. Shout dominion. And I sat there on my face, and I got up for a minute, and I started to walk back up the stairs because I couldn't get away from the prayer time and as I began to mount the steps in my house I had to slow down because I couldn't even walk up the steps it was such a weighty presence that it took time to walk up the stairs back into my room I went back into the room and the Lord spoke to me he said you got to see me from this perspective to understand what and who you really are somebody shout I have dominion God in creation calls out to three dimensions of existence that are to be populated with what is needed to produce his intention. He commands the waters to abound with an abundance of creatures. He commands the heavens to be filled with lights and birds and things flying in the firmament. He commands the earth to bring forth every living creature according to its time. He created spaces. Somebody shout spaces. He created systems. Somebody say systems. And he created functions. Then he says, let us make man in our image. Image is the Hebrew word teselem, which literally means the likeness or the resemblance or a picture. Somebody say picture. So it means if God took a selfie and then turned the phone over for you to look at it, you would see yourself. I'm preaching to four people that said Amen. In our image. Somebody say image. And according to our likeness. 
Likeness is the Hebrew word demuth, which means a similitude or sameness. Somebody say sameness. So if I'm in the image of God, it means that I'm the picture of God. If I'm in the likeness of God, this ain't going to be for everybody. Let me just say this ain't going to be for everybody. This is going to be for the people that's ready to enter into dominion. If I'm in the image of God, shout image. It means that I'm his picture. If I'm in the likeness of God, it means that I am in his sameness. So dominion is only for people that don't have an issue with image and likeness. You cannot have an issue, God help me, you cannot have an inferiority complex about who you are and walk in dominion. You cannot, come on, I know, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta hurry up and get through, the clock is going down. You cannot have an egotistical issue about who you think you are and not recognize who you really are. See, I'm, oh yo, Lord, help me. Help me, help me, help me. I can't get it out fast enough. I started to go through a process of deliverance. Because as we were entering into the season of dominion, there were some things that I had to ask God, Dewberry. I'm like, well, God, why doesn't New Life have this yet? And why don't we have a building yet? And how come we're not all over social media like them yet? And how come our album isn't doing this yet? And how come and how come and how come? And he spoke to me and said, you got a dominion issue. I said, what are you talking about a dominion issue? He said, you're afraid to be. You are afraid to be. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, what you mean I'm afraid to be? I be a man of God. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm, you anointed me. I'm doing what you come. He said, you're afraid to be. And he said, that's the difference between you and some of your contemporaries. They're not afraid to be. And so as I begin to look at this, y'all not going to like it, and I'm going to have to preach it anyway because I've had a couple of visitations that have changed who I am. And in one of the experiences, I had to accept who God called me to be. Uh-huh. See, my issue is all of y'all. Y'all are my issue. I've been afraid to be because I've been too concerned about your opinion of my being. I've been afraid. Y'all don't, you don't have to even like it. I'm going to help you with that visitation that helped me get over y'all not liking it. Huh? I've been afraid to be because I said, well, what will the people say? I've been afraid to be because I said, what would their opinion of me be? He said, but you cannot allow what you think the people think to stop you from who I've ordained you to be. It's time for you to just what? Be. I've been talking for years, somebody say years, about how Bishop Bismarck talked about how Archbishop Benson Idahosa, when he would pray, how the ground shook. And y'all want to know what the Lord said to me? Y'all ain't going to believe it. He said, when Apostle Furlow prays, the ground shakes. And I said, what? And then the memory, y'all not going to like it because y'all don't want me to be, but it's all right. Y'all going to find you a leader that ain't about nothing, that ain't going nowhere, and be comfortable with somebody that refuses to evolve. But I'm entering into a place of dominion that begins with what God has spoken over my life. I don't know who I'm preaching to already, but you've got to get beyond the limitation of the expectation of people that ain't doing too much for you anyway, and you've got to tap into who God God has called you to be. You've got to be. 
Sit down. The memory popped up on Facebook. And it was about the season of fasting and praying. And how during the days of fasting and prayer, there were 10 earthquakes in the state of Connecticut. God said, when you pray, I called Keith. Didn't I call you yesterday? I was about to go in the bar. I said, Keith, I never saw this before. Now, I've told the story. I preached about when we prayed. I've talked about it for years. I never saw it because I was not willing to be. Y'all ready? You cannot enter into a place of dominion with an inferiority complex. Because dominion is not for people that get center stage and then they, oh, come on, and then they get afraid with all of the lights and then they run back off the stage. No, dominion is for people that walk into the place and announce their presence and say, I'm here to do the work of my father. And everything that's standing in the way and everybody that's standing in the way has got to move because I'm on an assignment. I'm only here for a short amount of time and the time is ticking the time is winding I've got to be about my father's business the Holy Ghost said when you prophesy nations shift I said huh what you mean turn on the news Isaiah sends me a thing I said yeah we just we just said that on New Year's Eve and I heard the Lord in my spirit, Elder Ramona, are you ready to be? See, y'all got to, uh, this is a deliverance for me. Maybe it ain't for nobody else. I'm about to wind down. I'm built to look at everybody else and see how great they are. You might not believe it, but I'm telling you, that's how I'm built. I walk strong. I walk heavy. But my heart says, but I, it's not about me. You see, y'all didn't know that. I got three. Y'all didn't know that. Y'all thought that I thought it was, I didn't think that. Right? That's why most of y'all got more empowerment in this church than you've ever had in any church you've ever been. You got more authority. You calling shots. You doing stuff. You prophesying, laying hands on people. Ain't never laid hands before. Why? Because in my mind, my calling is to look at your greatness and to tell you you're great. But God spoke in my spirit. He said, it's not about pride, but you've got to know what manner of man you are. You've got to know what I placed in you. You've got to know what I've called and anointed you to do. Because if you don't know it, you're going to abuse it. Y'all not going to help me. If you don't know why something exists, then you're going to misuse the intended purpose of the thing that exists. Creation has enough intelligence to recognize the sovereignty of God. But yet in our humanity, we struggle because if we see who he is, we see a reflection of who we are. He said... Dominion is the word rada, which means to rule. It means to dominate. It means to tread down. And it means to prevail. You have been manufactured. Say manufactured. God help me help somebody in here. You have been manufactured to have dominion. 
You have dominion and you've been already operating by dominion. But the question is, what does your dominion look like? Huh? Let, let me help you. You already have dominion. Look at your life right now. It is showing you a composition of your dominion. But the question is, what are you influencing? What are you reproducing? What are you replicating? Because some of your dominion has been capped off by places in your life where you refuse to change or evolve. Some of your dominion is capped off by cycles that you have chosen to repeat or to extend. I got one of them little fancy washing machines that has a pre-soak cycle. It has an extra spin cycle, but it also has a quick wash cycle. So I can take the same load of clothes, put the same amount of detergent, put the same amount of softener, put the same amount of beads, because you know I got the little beads and little packet that make the clothes smell good all up in there. Put the same amount, and I get to determine how long it's going to take for the clothes to come out the same way. So I could do the quick wash, and I can get it in 30 minutes, or I can do a pre-soak, it's going to push it up to 57, or I can add an extra spin, it's going to be an hour and seven minutes. Either way, the clothes are going to come out clean. Some of you have been prolonging the cycle of your dominion what you could do in a quick wash you've been adding a whole bunch of stuff to the equation but as we enter in to the place of dominion it's time for you to work smarter and not harder it's time to tap into the image of who you are God didn't have an extra long cycle he said let there be and there was somebody is in his image somebody is in his likeness We have been trying to perfect the fallen state of the first Adam for too long. The first Adam has a sentence of death. So we have been committing the sin of necromancy because we've been talking and communing with our old nature. And you've been trying to take the dust out of a casket and you've been trying to fix the dust up and you've been trying to dress the dust up and you've been trying to put makeup on the dust but the only thing the dust is supposed to do is go back to the ground. He said that just like we partook in the nature of the first Adam, so shall we in like manner take on the nature of the second Adam. Scripture says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being found in the likeness, another version says image, so we got image and likeness of God, thought it not robbery, but to be equal with God. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Because if I'm in his image, which is a picture. And if I'm in his likeness, which means sameness, it means that part of my dominion is recognizing that I have the same attributes and the same features of the one who created me. See, creation is groaning, waiting for the manifestation of what? Not church members, not deacons, not prophets, but sons 
of God about those who are made, y'all not going to help me preach, in the image and likeness of God that recognize their sonship. There are some things that as a son of God that you get to decree, oh God help me in here, that the earth is waiting to take shape and waiting to take form and waiting for an announcement. So knows what to do. Metaphorically, waters in the scripture means a multitude of things. It means troublesome times that can and will come to human beings. It means enemies who are on the attack and need to be overcome. It means man's purposes. It means life. Somebody say waters. He said, let them have dominion over the waters. That means that I have within me the capacity to command waters to do whatever I need them to do. So in other words, if metaphorically it means life's issues, it means life's issues doesn't have authority to overweigh me and overwhelm me and to make me get caught up and tossed and driven in a wave just like Jesus spoke to the storm. If it's water, it means I have the authority to say peace. Dominion is not for everybody. Heavens in the scripture refer to heights or high places, the atmospheric heaven where the weather dwells, including storms, Signs containing the promises of God, signs containing miraculous things in the heavens. It means a heavenly perspective. It means the realm of spiritual powers. It also means the celestial heaven, which encompasses the sun, the moon, and the stars. Now, the scripture said to us in the creation account that the stars and the lights that were in the firmament of the heavens were for days and for months and for years and for times and for seasons. Now, if the scripture says that he gave us dominion over the heavens, it means that we get to control the elements that are in the heavens. And so if there are lights, Joshua, commanding the sun to stand still so that it could not move until Israel got their due in the battle, it means that if we walk in dominion, we have authority over the heavens. And if we have authority over the heavens, it means we have authority over the things in the heavens. And if we have authority over the things in the heavens, it means we have authority over the lights, over the sun, over the moon, and over the stars. If we have authority over all of that, it means we have authority over the seasons that they represent and that they introduce to the earth so if I'm in dominion y'all not gonna like this but it means that at the drop of a dime that I can stand in my authority and I could command a season to do whatever I need the season to do it means that I am never subjected to something having the upper hand over my life. It means that I can look at a season that y'all not going to help me preach that has been designed to destroy me and I can prophesy to the season and say what the devil meant for evil. I'm speaking a word and I'm shifting it and it's got to turn around for my good. I don't know who I'm preaching to but I'm praying that the spirit of dominion gets stirred up in you and that you walk out of here not looking like a caterpillar that's going through menopause, but that you would allow the wings of a butterfly to begin to take shape and begin to take form so that you can walk in the God-given right and authority of someone that has the image and the likeness of God. Shout hallelujah. 
winding down. The earth in the scripture refers to altars, refers to land, inhabitants of the earth, the people of the earth, everything that is not heavenly or spiritual. Say dominion. Say dominion. Jesus Christ is not just an external savior, but instead he is the prototype of our new creation reality. Say new creation. Reality. If any man be in Christ, he is a he is a new creature, a new creation. He is a new species. And that species is the restoration of our status as human divine. Say, I'm a human divine. Say, I'm a human divine. Say, I'm a human divine. What does it mean to be a human divine? I'm human because I'm living in this earthly body, but my real nature is spiritual. My real nature is spirit. I'm not limited and confined to the temporal constrictions of my earthly existence. The Bible says that I have on the mind of Christ. In the mind of Christ, I can go wherever God can go. Oh, y'all, everybody ain't ready for Demi. It's all right. Let me just come back down here to kindergarten. Jesus gave us power. Shout power. power. Two words for power. One of them is exousia, which means authority. Exousia is the power of choice. It is the liberty to do as one pleases to do. It is the power of influence or the right or the privilege of influence. It is the power of rule or government. It is the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to and obeyed. Somebody say exousia. Exousia. Now, when I walk in a room and I say, Elder Dewberry, I need you to do this. Elder Bonaparte, I need this. Brother Lord, I need this. They move and do it. Just And then I know they love me and they just honor me and respect me. Somebody say amen. But it's not just love, honor, and respect. It's exousia. Because I have a right to command and influence what happens in this sphere. It says exousia. Say exousia. But there's another word for power, which is dunamis, which means inherent power, power residing in a thing or a, vir- or a virtue by its nature, power for performing miracles. Somebody say dunamis. So when I'm praying and ministering on the altar call and I say, and I stretch my hand to someone, I say the power of God's coming on you and they're slain in the spirit and I didn't touch them. That's not exousia. That's dunamis. Somebody say dunamis. So when he said, behold, I give unto you power, that is exousia. I give you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That means that when you have exousia and you walk in the room, the scorpions and the serpents have to lay down and allow you to walk over them because you have exousia. He said, but I gave you exousia over all of the dunamis of the enemy. So it means that whatever the enemy can contrive and whatever he can do and whatever motion he can do and whatever forces he can gather, you have the upper hand because you have exousia. Zeusia. So I'm walking in there. I don't got to wrestle with a demon. My presence in there says I can command the devil and tell him what to do. Y'all, uh, y'all not ready for dominion because y'all still from the old school where you got to get on the altar for three hours and say, come out. No, come out. No, come out. No, you can't have them. No, come out. I'm not wrestling with your demon. I'm walking in a realm of dominion and authority. You know it. Hell knows who I am. Hell, 
I am, hallelujah. So when I say come out, you come out. Now you can act stupid and act like you didn't come out, but I know you... You standing somewhere on the side trying to pretend like a ventriloquist because I'm walking in exousia and you don't have the power to resist the authority that's been given. Somebody shout dominion. I'm going to give you three points and I'm going to stop. It says, but you shall receive power. That's dunamis. That's miracle working power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall have power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. That's a different kind of power. That's not exousia, but that's dunamis. That's a peculiar texture of power. So when God begins to move us into the place of dominion, there are three things that you got to recognize. Maybe four. The first thing is that I'm made in his image. That means I look just like him. It means that I sound just like him. It means that when I begin to speak, that creation starts to take shape because creation recognizes that somebody in his image is moving in the earth when creation begins to see us in the place of dominion creation begins to announce that this is what it looks like in the throne room of God the same light that I see there when Barney opened his mouth the same light begin to emanate I don't know who I'm preaching to but you're about to enter into the place of dominion you've got to put all your pettiness to the side you've got to put all your insecurity to the side you've got to put all of your gossip and issues to the side because they've been choking out your voice they've been stopping the process of dominion but there's somebody in here that's looking to move in a new place there's somebody in here that's about to step into another level it's called exousia it's called dunamis who can stand against the power of God I feel like preaching there's a sound that's coming in here it's the sound of dominion I'm made in his image I'm made in his likeness I'm in his sameness I'm in the God class we've spent too much time dealing with the first Adam but Romans 6 said that the first Adam has been crucified with Christ. Now it's time for us to walk in the new creation reality that we have put on Christ. We put on the mind of Christ. It means we think like him. It means we talk like him. It means we act like him. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm not talking about loving your neighbor. I'm not talking about being at peace. But there is a thing that's in Christ. 
that when he speaks to the storm, the storm has got to obey. When he speaks to a sickness, the sickness has got to be healed. When he talks to the devil, the devil has got to flee. Who am I talking to? There's a spirit of dominion that's coming in this house. We're about to walk like Christ. We're going to command sicknesses and people will recover. We're going to bind demons and cast them out. We're going to talk to princes and command them to fall. Somebody say, I am walking in dominion. Somebody say, I am walking in exousia. Say, I am walking in dunamis. Open your mouth and give God a shout of praise. There are three things you gotta do to walk in dominion. The first thing is, you've gotta speak to it, whatever it is. You have the power. Tell your neighbor, say, I have the power to speak to a thing. I have the power to call a thing what I call a thing. That means that I am never in a posture of being under the devil's tyranny. I have authority to call into being whatever I choose. This realm ain't for everybody, but there's a place in Christ called dominion that when you walk, the earth begins to shake. When you talk, the stars begin to realign. When you prophesy, winds begin to blow. I wish I had somebody in here that would step out of your seat and walk into a new place, a place of dominion, a place of authority, a place of power. The first thing, you've got to speak to it. You have the power. Shout, I have the power to speak a thing because creation is just a fertile womb. And because I have authority, whatever I speak, creation is programmed to incubate the sound of my voice because I'm in God's image, because I'm in God's likeness. I'm just like my daddy. I'm just like my father. He said, let there be light and the womb of creation created light. He said, let there be fish and the womb of creation created fish. He said, let there be birds, let there be stars, let there be a firmament and the womb of creation gave him everything he asked for. I feel like preaching to some dominion people that is time for you to recognize what you carry. It's time to recognize who you are and step in to the right image. Take off the first Adam. Put on the second Adam because he's a life-giving spirit. Y'all not preaching. A life-giving spirit says whatever I say, I put life into it, whatever I speak, it comes alive. Every dead thing that I stand over, 
and begin to announce that your season is shifted, that your time has come. All of a sudden, there's life force that comes in. Who am I prophesying to? Don't wait for the preacher. Don't wait for the elder. Don't wait for the minister. But find out the image of God, the Elohim, El Shaddai, Adonai, Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Imkadesh. He's inside of you. You're right in his image. You're right in his likeness. Just speak to it. Just declare and watch the womb of creation get pregnant with the seed of your voice. Somebody say, speak to it. Somebody say, speak to it. Give God some praise. Come on, give him glory. I gotta let you go. Give him glory. Give him glory. Point one, speak to it. Point two, you've got to turn katabole into an action word. God reached down inside of himself and pulled out of himself what he wanted to see manifested. And number three, expect the harvest and rejoice. Dominion is not for the weak people. Dominion is not for the insecure. Dominion is not for people that are nursing wounds of inadequacy. The power, because if you, if you have all that going on, he can't entrust to you the power of dominion because you'll shipwreck your life. Because you'll have a, a bipolar moment and you'll say the wrong thing and destroy everything. Because when dominion's on you, the womb of creation is waiting for the seed of what you're gonna deposit. Huh? So when dominion is on you, you gotta be the kind of person that weighs your words wisely because you know whatever I say is gonna show up. I can't help, I know, I know y'all know. Huh? We, are, we have entered into a space where whatever we say is going to happen. So what you going to say? What are you going to catabole? What are you going to reach way down into the depths of your being and pull out and thrust forth? into the place of manifestation. Everybody stand. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening to the Ecclesia Global Podcast, where once again, we believe in the sovereign move of the Lord to reform the church and the spheres of society globally. We'll see you next time.